0: Hubhopper originals.
1: So I think the same goes with the podcasting. Like just put it out, no? Initially you will see that you know your cover art is not good, your delivery is not good. You always have a delete button and you come back to the normal life. Otherwise, but there are high chances that you might want to improve, you might want to do good and you keep on uploading one episode, five, ten, the number goes on, you get good networking, you you do good in your life and you become a good podcaster.
0: Welcome to the Podcasting University. Looking for help on starting your own podcast? Then this is the place to be. We will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible. Listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week. You can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Podcasting University. This is Dilip, your host. And in this episode, we have a very young podcaster who is full of josh on the show. He's an engineer who's passionate about English literature and is currently working as a client servicing manager for a digital firm. His show, House the Josh, is about engaging and insightful conversations with everybody from Bollywood celebrities to entrepreneurs and I can say that the show is full of josh. Let's welcome Omkar Choudhury from the show How's the josh to the podcasting university. Hello Omkar, welcome to the podcasting university. Hello Delhi, thank you so much for having me. It it is going to be an interesting conversation today. So, you know, before we kind of get into it, get into the details of your podcast and everything, you know, uh, it is important that my audience and I get to know more about you. So we'll officially start with an introduction of Omkar. I would like to know who is Omkar? What does Omkar does other than podcasting? And uh, how did you get into this entire podcasting thing?
1: Sure. So very firstly, I mean, uh, thank you so much for having me, leap And we have been really looking forward to have this conversation. And it's an absolute pleasure to be over here. So answering your question, who is Omkar? So Omkar is an engineering student and currently I'm dealing with the semester eight of my engineering. That is the last phase of my engineering. And I got into podcasting when I was in the second year, the second half of the second year. That's when I got introduced and I got into this field of podcasting. So apart from being an engineering student, I do podcasting. Also, I'm a English uh, passionate. I'm very much passionate about English literature. So I study a lot of English literature and also I'm an English tutor, you can see, okay. in order to fulfill that passion, that gap of being an English uh, literature passionate. So that's what I do. And uh, being into this field of podcasting, I, I think I've got to learn so much more. Because uh, the the story is very interesting. Being an engineering student, I have to write a lot of assignments. And while one is writing so much of assignments, it's very sure that we get PDFs on the WhatsApp groups and we just have to copy paste them. So the very simple thing is that a PDF is open in front of you on the mobile phone. You plug in the earphones and then you're like, you know, listening to songs and you're writing. Just like copy pasting. Right. Yeah. So meanwhile, I was like, okay, listening to songs has been a regular thing. Now let's just try something. In that era of like 2019, 2018, uh, there was some audio shows which were pushed by Jio Savan. And mm-hmm. me being a Bollywood fanatic, I was uh, always like, I wanted to know more about what's happening in this Bollywood uh, celebrities' life and stuff. So I started listening to Anupama Chopra and Rajiv Masan's uh, podcast show. Okay. Uh, I listened to Rupin Paul, Naga Subramania. And back then, there were really few shows. There were hardly five shows I, that I could spot on Jio Savan podcast. Right. Uh, comparatively today the, the list is endless
0: <laughs> right
1: so i started with the shows in 2018 and i was like this is going to be my new year resolution the only prayer or the new year resolution that i did to god was i want to have my own podcast show in 2019 and Touchwood, wood uh, i started approaching companies that time it was uh, anchor it was ibm it was audio boom were not mm-hmm. many there were not much mm-hmm. companies into uh, podcasting that's right and i got an offer from audio boom ki uh, would you like to do a podcast show with us i said that yes definitely and there was this guy umesh uh, mm. who got in touch with me and right. i remember i was traveling i was commuting and he said me that umkar uh, uh, we were really looking forward to have you and create some content with us and uh, i was very naive i really did not know how to sort of connect with this commercial people and how to just take ahead the entire discussion. Hmm. Uh, I was very polite and I said, Ki, yes Umesh, I would really love to do this and that. He said me, okay, give me a brief. What do you want to do? I gave him some brief and okay. after that, in the I remember it was on 12th March, I published my first episode with Komal Nata, who is in Bollywood Reporter. My very first interview with him. Okay. And it was completely different to what I told umesh I told something else to Umesh and what I have done was really a very beautiful job. And I'm really happy that I did better than what I told. Uh, okay. I delivered more than expected and that's how I started. So my first interview was with Komal Nata. So that's how the journey began.
0: <laughs> that's nice. That's that's a very interesting, uh, you know, twist to the entire conversation because, uh, you know, you you committed something else to Mesh and what you delivered was something else. But uh, considering that it, it it was more than, as in much better than what you had expected, I'm sure, uh, you know, the... the uh, the josh to keep going is something that would as in star, that would have started with the first episode itself, right?
1: Right. Very true. And <laughs> there's also the first episode. I'll tell you, uh, when I recorded the entire episode, I remember I recorded it in the evening. And uh, after that, I had to go for an event. So like, uh, after the entire recording is done, I was very happy. I was like, dude, I've recorded with Komal Nata and I've done a great job. So, I went for an event. I enjoyed the event. Next day, I came back home and then I was like, okay, let me just edit it and push it across. And there was a big blunder. The entire episode was not recorded. It was a blank file.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: With with a very much famous uh, Bollywood journalist that recorded this entire episode and it was a blank file. I was flabbergasted. I was like, This is not happening. Like, how do I deal with this? And then I just called up my friend. I told her, see, this is something has happened. And I don't know how do I deal with it because he's such a busy man. And I've been really looking forward for this. And see, this is something happened. Hmm. She told me that just calm down. Don't worry. Such blunders do take place. Just take a deep breath and just call him and tell him that this is the issue that happened. Could we please re-record? And let me tell you, uh, Komal Nata Ji was quite uh, kind enough to give me an opportunity to re-record. Although we did it after one, two months, I had to catch him for that. But uh, we did re-record that uh, episode and that's when we—that's uh, how we went ahead with the first episode. I said that, you know, yours should be the first episode. He said that, why don't you take other stars and uh, patch me in later on. I said that, no, I want to start with you. I stuck to that point and we I recorded it with him and then that's how we progressed
0: nice nice good interesting umkar now before we get into some of the other details uh what is how's the josh all about as in uh, while i have heard listen to the episode i know i know what that episode is all about but i want you to tell the audience what how's the josh all about
1: sure sure definitely that that's actually an interesting question so uh back then uh, Uri movie was released and everybody was so, so high with this slogan. How's the Josh? How's the Josh? So there was no intention of me coming up with anything high-five. So Mm -hmm. I remember I was doing my bed and I was like, okay, I want to name my podcast show. What should I name this, that? And all the way it just struck me, how's the Josh? It was very random. And I said that, yes, there is so much of meaning into it. So the basic meaning of how's the Josh is that Josh means motivation, you know. Josh means that energy within you that puts you on the table to work so every day there is some energy within us that pulls you know that just pulls off our blanket that just puts us on the chair in front of the laptop that we are working on so everybody has that josh within them so i wanted to know the josh within this big shot people what is their josh what is their motivation that makes them so successful that makes them who they are there are those qualities there is something uh, very different there is something very distinctive in them so hmm. in order to bring out and talk more about it we have curated this show called as the house of josh
0: so as in when you decided on this specific topic uh, what went into uh, what was the thought process behind picking the specific niche saying okay i would want to interview people who are famous as in in terms of celebrities uh, some of these uh, bollywood you know uh, journalists so who are uh, if if i look at it from that perspective who i would say is a little out of reach for common man so, how did you decide on this, niche? How did you decide that this is something that you wanted to get into? What was the background to all of this?
1: Yeah, so background to all of this is like what I consumed was Bollywood. Okay, so when I listened to Anupama Chopra's and Rajiv Masan's show, it was like Bollywood celebrities and that's what I consumed. So, the hmm. only notion I had is that I want to hold an intelligent conversation with all these glam people from the glam world. I want to talk about their characters. I want to talk about their experiences. So okay. that was only there in my head and that's how I started or that's how I approached the people and that's how I started my entire journey. So mm-hmm. being an 18-19 year old guy I think I did not think much about like who should be my audience, how many people will hear it, how will this go. It was just like I pushed myself into this entire world and touch wood thank god it, it really bloomed out very well.
0: So you know Omkar now I'll, I'll I'll come to the difficult part of it. Now if for example, if it is me who's who's deciding on uh, a show like this. Now, the first couple of things that come to my mind is that, one, I am trying to reach out to celebrities. Now, uh, you know, we have a general notion that uh, celebrities won't respond to some of the requests that I do. Because, you know, I am at a, at a completely different, uh, you know, in a completely different world in comparison to them. So... If I reach out to them, 99% of the times, they're not going to respond to it. So there is going to be a hesitation inside me to reach out to people like the ones that you've reached out to. So what was the thought process? How did you tell yourself that, okay, I'm going to reach out to them, even if as in they respond, not respond, I'll still continue to reach out to them. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, what is also the thing that you did to ensure that you get a response from these people?
1: All right. So uh, as you said, it's very true uh, because, you know, when you approach 10 celebrities, you hardly get a response from one. So that's the very first thing that I'll tell you. And you're very true at what you said. You know, there's that hesitation in our mind that, you know, the responses are not coming well. Right. Uh, but that's how you network with the PR managers and that's how you get in touch with them and start getting into it. Like, you know, it's like a honeybee. You slowly and steadily open the doors and enter the hive.
0: Hmm. so that is the first thing and could you please come again with the the second part of the question so as in what what i wanted to understand is that how did how do you ensure that you are able to talk to them and get a response from them
1: yeah yeah so uh, in this case i would say that it's all the the pr thing that goes okay so it's the it's like a business pitch i would say Mm. my show is this so many people have come this is the rich to it uh, these are the platforms where it's available it's an hub original uh, we are crossing so much of listenership on so many platforms it has rich so it's all about the business speech i feel at the end of the day so if you are marketing your product and you want someone to buy it the mm. way you sort of put in your energy i think the same thing i've done it so there are some manipulations that go along the way there's some kind of networking that goes along the way there is a bargain system and there is some, uh, I wouldn't call it as a dirty politics, but there is something which is not so sober thing, not so mm. sober calculations that get into this entire process. Because, you know, at the end of the day, even PR managers look to it as a business. They are like, really? hey, okay, Umkar, you have a Facebook show. So many people are listening to it. So th- there is an exchange. Okay, you do this unfamous personality and we'll give you one famous personality. That has also happened for me.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, yeah, so what you see on the... Uh, the website is something which is a clear picture, uh, the, the passion thingy. But this is the truth that I really wanted to speak out. And since I think I, I must speak the truth because we are in the podcasting university. Right. And, and the university let us uh, unveil and buzz the truth. So there's so much of calculation which are not so sober that go along the way.
0: Hmm. No, no, that's that's true to a to a great extent. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I liked about what you said is how you've marketed your product. Because... I think to to a great extent that is also a reason why people might just respond to because if you are not confident about what you're selling I don't think there is anything anybody who's going to buy it so I think it also depends to a great extent on how you marketed your show to these people that they agreed to come on your show true right nice and uh you know when you said when you reach out to pe- uh, people as in you present your your uh, business pitch but do you directly reach out to these celebrities or do you have people who you connect with who then connects you to these celebrities? How does it work?
1: Yeah, definitely. They have their PR
0: managers. So Hmm. the first thing is that you have
1: to convince the PR managers and that's when they convince the celebrities to be on your show. And uh, that is the one scenario. The second scenario, wherein the celebrity has something to offer. Maybe he's coming up with a new song because Shruti Hassan wanted to promote a song Edge. Then uh, I had... uh, Shan, who wanted to promote his new song Sniper? So they wanted to offer something. They wanted to come out and speak more about their product. So hmm. that's when they come on your show. That is the one thing. Secondly, when you really want to interview them uh, because of their because you want to know something from them, then at that time the business speech really works and then you have to approach the PR manager. in the first case the PR manager approaches you
0: right okay so that was what I I wanted to understand from you on how is it that you decide on the guests is there a list of people that you have as in that you want to interview or is it some recommendations that you get from people so how do you decide on the guests that you you want to interview
1: yeah so many times you do get recommendations and uh, then these guys are like you know you really have to feature this Um, come on we have a bond with us and we have been doing a show constantly you just go feature this person sometimes there's a pushing from their end as well and i do succumb to that and i say that okay let's just do it let's just do it so that is the first thing that happens secondly okay. i have few people in my head and then i do reach out to them to see these are the people i really want to interview i really like their content and there's this internal thing that i want to talk to them mm-hmm. and then they will get back with a it sometimes it happens sometimes it does not happen so it's both the ways, getting recommendations as well as recommending them. That I want this particular celebrity to appear on my show.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And so, Omkar, what I wanted to understand more is that in terms of uh, getting these recommendations, do you get these recommendations only from uh, the close circles that that you are in with? Because from what what I understand from what you told, it looks like you know you are getting these recommendations from people that you know, but Do you also get recommendations from your listeners, from social media where you might be interacting with people? Do you also get recommendations from them?
1: Uh, Definitely. I I do get it uh, from the people from social media. So these guys are like, they'll just DM, they'll just lay it into my DM and they'll be like, okay, Omkar, you're doing a great job and we would really like to have so-and-so celebrity on your show Mm -hmm. and you unveiling his secrets and you asking him more about his projects and his uh, entire work trajectory so definitely, I do get recommendations on social media, but predominantly, I get more recommendations from the networking of the PR managers.
0: Okay. Okay, so good point. So on that, that I'll, I'll pick onto that, that specific piece that you just said. So uh, in order to get the best out of these guests, so I, I understand that these folks might be, you know, people who are uh, a little busy, but there is also a different angle to it. Like what you said, maybe somebody who, Who's, who wants to launch their uh, latest album wants to get some promotion for that that aside how do you structure the interview so how do you decide and you, you're not going to talk to a you know a, a somebody who's a you know a regular guy you're going to talk to somebody who's considered as a, a celebrity who's a little out of reach for normal people so the questions that you're going to ask need to be structured in a in a different way how do you do that how do you structure the interview how do you decide on what are the questions that you want to ask them and how do you prepare for the entire interview do you send it over to them talk to them tell them that this is what I'm going to do so just walk me through that entire process
1: definitely sure so I mean uh, you would find it quite surprisingly surprisingly uh, very shocking these people are so very casual about the entire interview process they're not even keen about like what do you want to ask them so many a times i uh, when we just get on a conversation it's hardly a two minutes of conversation and they are like okay hit the record button uh we have a next interview lined up in next 15 minutes or next half an hour so i need to just uh, cut to cut end that interview and i need to get into an, another zoom meeting or maybe an another zencaster so when i'm trying to discuss or trying to know more these guys are not into that exploring wala scenario they're like uh, you just hit the record button, you ask whatever questions you want to ask, and let me just finish up with this and move on to the next one. So, okay. I don't even uh, wait for their verification or their approval, and they're like, if you did not like the question, we'll straight away tell you in the recording that we do, I don't want to answer this and move on. But actually, this has never happened. So, for me, uh, I have been listening to so, my, so much of interviews, so the basic thing, the basic scenario in my mind is to sort of bring out something which people have never heard before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely people have asked them about their challenges, about their success, about uh, about their struggle. But there's something more to it that I want to take it out. So mm-hmm. understanding the process of they getting into this entire scenario, how do these guys deal with the fame? There are so much of uh, unhappy incidents that happen in the lives of the celebrity. How do they sort of deal with it? So there's so much to learn. Like you know, Everybody has a different perspective towards uh, their life. So when I interacted with uh, the top 10 tattoo artists in the world, so there's this one guy called as Dewey uh, Lokesh, Lokesh Varma. And uh, he's chosen as the top 10 tattoo artist in the world. And it was really interesting to talk to him because he's a global celebrity. And he was very humble, very down to earth. And uh, he had a different perspective. When I interacted with Dev Negi, who is a established uh, uh, Bollywood singer, and he's known as a Varun's hit machine. Because he has been doing constantly songs for Varun Dhawan, then okay. uh, dealing with Shruti uh, Hassan. And she told me, like, you know, I'll, I'll just quote the line which uh, Shruti told me. It's like when you go through a turmoil, you bring that, that sort of phase, brings the best in you. And when I told the same line to Arjun Kanungo, he said that oh, see, my perspective is really different. For creativity, you did not go through something harsh or turmoil, it's mm. the easy flowing, it's the beauty that you admire. So everybody has a different perspective. Everybody teaches me, empowers me. So just coming back to the question, Ki, how do I prepare? The only thought process in my head is to sort of bring the real omkar and ask the real questions, the real one-to-one connection with them. So every time my thing is to get friendly with them in a, mm-hmm. in a very professional manner so that, you know, I touch that uh, core of their heart and get the best out of them. So that is my approach. And secondly, needless to worry, it's a surprising fact that these guys are not even concerned about what question you'll be uh, asking them. Because they Mm -hmm. always have an answer. These guys are big shots. And if they do not like the question, then be very uh, honest with it. um, Can we just skip this or we can go ahead? It's a very chill thing. And very honest, I'll tell you, uh, you should know how to extract the diamonds from the entire uh, mines, I would say. Because there's so much good within them. So uh, that that's the best thing.
0: There's so much insightful. I'll tell you. Okay, nice, good. So uh, during these interviews, and you know, I understand that these are very difficult people to talk to and get, uh, you know, what you want to get out of them. So have you ever felt disappointed, demotivated in any of these interviews where you know you you haven't been able to get what what you expected out of them or. You know, maybe somebody did not behave the way you want, as in you would have expected them to do. So have you ever felt demotivated in any of these interviews?
1: Uh, actually, not in the interview, after an interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did it with uh, one of the top most uh, influential influencers in the country. And after doing an interview recording with her, there was some network issue and I wasn't able to fetch the file. And I tried contacting her back. And I said, see, see, this is a small technical glitch that we are facing. And the kind of response that I got from her was a bit rude. So that time I was a bit unhappy. And also Mm -hmm. there's one more incident. Uh, There's a famous celebrity again. It's very wrong for me to name it. So I won't name that that person. But I was constantly approaching that person, uh, trying to get her on my show. And uh, the way she responded, that orthodox behavior, that really hurted me very badly. And the kind of persona that I have about that person is very bad. I, I don't feel like watching her stuff anymore.
0: Nah.
1: Okay. So, that so, a real Nothing happened during the hit the record button and hit the stop button. But mm-hmm. whatever happened was around it.
0: Hmm. No, no, I understand. So, and see, this is something that you actually expect when you're getting into the kind of, uh, you know, I wouldn't say niche, the, the kind of uh, uh, show that you are getting into because of the kind of people that you're going to interact with. So, I'm sure this is something that we need to expect. But then, what I want to know from you is whenever you feel demotivated, as in demotivation can be multiple things. For example, you're trying to reach out to a guest who doesn't respond or a, des- a guest for example, like what you said, hasn't behaved really well with you Uh, in those kind of situations when you felt demotivated, how do you ensure that you, you know, buckle up? How do you ensure that you are getting that josh back and going ahead with the next interview?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I never really took that seriously because I always considered that to be a part and parcel of my business. So, it's like, okay, if you aren't responding, there are thousand more. Definitely, just mark my words, there are a thousand more who are better than you. And definitely, the doors are open. I just need to knock on their doors. So, even if I knock on like 10 doors, I'm sure I'll get two or three by now. So, uh, I never really took that to my heart. Okay, okay, the person hasn't responded well. The person has misbehaved with me. So, initially, mm-hmm. it did hurt me. But at this point of time, I'm like, okay, hey, there's someone else that I can go ahead
0: with okay nice that's a good approach and that's a very positive approach which I think a lot of people uh, need to learn because you know we tend to kind of uh, you know give up when we are faced with these kind of circumstances and you know I, I'm very happy to hear that from you uh so on that point coming back to that uh now I understand you're doing this along with uh, you know a full-time, activity like that of studying which needs a lot more focus there how much time do you spend on your podcast you know reaching out to people recording editing do you do you do it all by your own so what how much time do you spend how much effort goes into all of this
1: yeah so when i started uh, in the second year that time uh, like you know i had to literally establish everything right from networking trying to understand the banner of my podcast to editing so that time I did invest more time into it, researching, getting to know people, understanding the needs to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So that time, I think the investment of the time was way too more. And uh, that time, again, it was a full-time engineering college I used to do. I used to come back home. I used to, uh, I remember, you know, those nights when I have sat down, I've listened to a couple of more interviews, tried to take some inspiration to form my question. So there has been a hard work into it. And still hmm. today I have those papers like, you know, I have a bunch of papers where I have literally written down the interview questions that I should be framing and uh, how it can be more better. Uh, how can I learn more from the people? So definitely there was a lot of hard work that went into researching, that went into approaching the people, doing the technical stuff. And uh, that was during the season one. And okay. I started season two in uh, June 2020. Hmm. And uh, I was helped out uh, with Panout Media. So there was a contract for June till December 2020 that uh, Panout Media will be looking after the editing scenarios and the front phase that is the banners and the creatives for House Mm of Joy. From Jan onwards, I'll be taking it on my own and I'll be uh, indulging myself into the entire creative process. So again, I think I have a load of designing the creatives, uh, approaching the people, uh, getting good guests on my show. So if Mm -hmm. you're talking about the time, then uh, in a week, I can if I give around five to six hours I think I can still do a good job so even daily if you're just bringing it down to a day you're just cutting short mm. shot to the day I think giving like 30 minutes or maybe 40 minutes to it trying to understand the new trend approaching mm. the people convincing the managers I think that's good to go and 30-40 minutes are not more in a day
0: okay okay good and you're, you're able to do that along with your uh, studies is good. So you you spoke about Panout Media. No? How did you get in touch with Panout Media? Uh, what As in, who are they? Why did they want to help you? Can you give me a, a little bit background about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. So Panout Media is a creative agency. And these guys are into creating videos and creating the banners for a particular brand. Mm-hmm. And I happened to get in touch with the co-founder, sort of Chobe, and uh, I told him, this is what my show is all about, and I would really love if we could collaborate, and you could help me out with the creatives. Mm. And they really agreed to it. That time, season two was in the making, okay? There was a lot of okay. thoughts. We were trying to collaborate with Hub Opera, and uh, trying to get these big shots on the show, and they mm. really agreed to it, and that's how we did this collaboration, and they managed to sort of help me out with the creatives and the okay. editing process.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. And what's your podcasting setup like, Omkar? As in, uh, what what's your recording mechanism? What are the, uh, the equipments that you use? Uh, to be very frank,
1: uh, Dilip, uh, when I did season one, it was just a mobile phone that I utilized. Okay. And I have a decent mobile phone, I'll say a decent device that helps me Uh, record clear audios so that's what my recording set was and then for season two i thought of like you know just becoming more professional with the entire setup to look cool on instagram i think uh, i have a new laptop so i'm utilizing the laptop there's nothing much that i've done for this so i think right now the devices that we guys are using are really cool in terms of the audio clarity and then again we have a software that uh, does the noise reduction for us there's nothing has the cool setup for me it's just the laptop that i'm utilizing right now and a right.
0: pair of headset I mean, wonderful good so you know I'll, I'll also give you a background to why i i asked you that question because a lot of times you know, there are people who actually reach out to me and i i'll tell you uh, out of all of these people who reach out to me barely one percent even go about uh you know implementing their idea of starting a, a podcast as in i i, I wouldn't even say one percent because a lot of people come ask questions and they're kind of a little hung on, you know, the kind of equipments that I need to use. And when you suggest or when you advise them that, you know, you can even start with your phone, uh, it, it is a little uh, unwelcoming for them. And they don't really, you know, agree that you can do a podcast or you can do a good job using a mobile phone. So, you know, exactly. your, your response... Uh, kind of stamps the fact that it is the content that matters uh, while delivery also matters but you know you, you don't need fancy equipments to sound extraordinarily awesome in order for people to listen to your podcast. Your your audio is extremely good whatever uh, episodes that I listen to and I, I don't think there is anything that you need to do uh, you know out of the world to, to get audiences to listen to you. So that's primarily one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you that question.
1: True, true. And you know, there's one more thing I would love to quote in this particular timestamp. That is, uh, I was in conversation with Sejal Kumar, who is a very famous YouTuber. And she told me, uh, Umkar, you know, when I was about to begin my YouTube journey, I was a bit skeptical. Should I start? Should I not? It was one thought in her head. Let me just start it. Let me just do it. If it's not working out for me, definitely there is a delete button and everything is back to normal. Everything is like restored. Uh, you don't like, you know, there's nothing. There's no glimpse of you being there on the internet. But if you're doing well, you can keep on doing it even Excel. So I think the same goes with the podcast thing. Like just put it out. No? Initially, you will see that, you know, your cover art is not good. Your delivery is not good. You always have a delete button and you come back to the normal life. Otherwise, but there are high chances that you might want to improve you might want to do good and you keep on uploading one episode five 10 the number goes on you get good networking you, you do good in your life and you become a good podcaster
0: <laughs> right nice that's that's a good thought good point uh, you know and and i really like the you know the josh with which you have approached podcasting so on that note let me ask you uh, a, a question that you know a lot of us don't know uh, how to respond to it but i want to understand your perspective to it now you started the podcast there is a passion and i can hear that passion in your voice but how as in what is it that you're planning for your podcast from a long-term perspective do you think that this is something that you just want to keep as a side hustle just because you're passionate about it or are you looking at it from any other perspective like you know building it into a full-time uh, activity like you know one of those uh you know a famous podcasters like for example uh you can be john lee dumas or pat flynn who's doing extremely well with their podcast so what is your perspective to it right uh,
1: the first scenario was uh when i was in the college in the second year of engineering that time the main thing was uh i needed to work on my communication skills i wanted to be more uh, confident while i'm interacting with people so through the podcasting scenarios definitely have become an uh, thank God ki, I've, I've been able to work on all those things. And later on, uh, there are so much of great organizations and institutes wherein uh, they hire people to sort of interview. So basically, the journalism scenario wherein you interact with Bollywood celebrities, they are stylish, they are uh, uh, dietitians. So I would love to go out there and show them you see I have a history of interviewing. So you can keep me as a host wherein I'll interview for you. So that is somewhere I can transcend to.
0: Right. Nice it's nice, good good okay and how do you promote your podcast is there something that you specifically do in order to promote it or is it uh you know organic traffic and whatever support you're getting from Hubhopper? Uh, how is that working
1: yeah so very the very important thing i'm going to tell at this particular point is uh i do find like many podcasters or youtubers what they do is once their episode is out they just go and spam it all over the whatsapp like, you know, I get daily like 5 to 10 messages, guys, I have a new video, just check it out. I mean, nobody is going to do that. Everybody is busy into their day-to-day life. So you going and spamming it all the way on WhatsApp is really not a good way to promote your content. I mean, this is my personal opinion and I don't know how do uh, people react to it. But genuinely, I mean, Dilip, even you might be getting a couple of uh, offers from people to like, just go and watch my podcast or maybe on YouTube, don't you? That's right. Yeah. So I feel that like that's not the right method. You know, I I, I personally feel, I genuinely feel that like that's not the right method. Because if I get, if I'm getting five to 10 messages daily and I'm working somewhere, I'm doing my projects or something, I'll, I'll just like, you see that. I'll just say, I'll I'll give some hearts or maybe I'll say nice and I'll just give it back. So the real way is to get into the hearts of the people. Like, it's like, you know, the content that you create, once it's like, you know, they're uh, intrigued with that content definitely they'll come and they'll like you know they'll refresh oh is there a new episode of this guy so that is the right way and for my episode i mean for my uh, entire podcast what i've been getting is uh, this natural organic traffic and the other thing is i'm interviewing all these celebrities so at times these guys also share it on their instagram profile so i do get a rich i do get a shout out from their page and that helps me a long way And I don't think I've ever spammed this way. I've never said, uh, like, definitely I put it on my status of Instagram and WhatsApp. Uh, These are the only two platforms wherein I'm active. Uh, I do go and post it. You guys have come up with a new podcast episode, but I never go and share it personally to anyone. So it's like, it's there out. If you want to listen to it, just go. It's there in the bio. You can just click on it and you can hear it out. So only Instagram, WhatsApp, and the celebrity shares it on his Instagram page. And apart from that, what I get is an organic traffic
0: right and onkar so one last point that i wanted to understand from you now uh you you started your podcast out of passion you're doing well you've done the hard work so if today i am to ask you what are the two Mm -hmm. things that you think is very important to keep in mind if you are to start a new podcast today what will those two things be
1: Alright, so the very first thing I'll tell you, uh, honestly and genuinely, that many people ask me, Umkar, uh, all of a sudden, you know, the listenership does fluctuate. At times, you're getting a good listenership wherein uh, 10,000 people, 20,000 people are listening to you in a month and uh, you get featured on Hubhopper as the best podcaster for this particular month and there are months wherein you just get 2,000 or 5,000 listenership. So, does that reflect on your work? Does that reflect uh, on what kind of content you're curating, that does that motivates or demotivates you. So mm. this is the majority, this is a question that guys do ask me. And okay. I tell them, ki I've never given the key of my happiness in anyone's hand. So back then, I never used to see how many listenership I have got, how many uh, people I've listened to a particular episode. I've never done that. Okay. So it's mm. like, I love podcasting. My intention is not to grow my numbers in the listenership. That is a byproduct. So my intention is very clear that I want to interact with more people, try to understand more about their life, become more intelligent like them and be a sophisticated person out there. And through the process of podcasting, I'm able to do that. And Mm. what I get in return is the good numbers, is the good response from the people and I'm really thankful for it. So never give the key of your happiness in someone else's hand. Okay, so more people will see, I'm more happy. Less people will hear to it, I'm less happy. Never do that. That's the rule number one. I'll okay. tell And right now, at this point of time, I think people should definitely know that. Because if you are giving that key of happiness in someone else's hand, in the hands of the public, I think sometimes they might like your episode. Sometimes they will not. So
0: right.
1: your progress should not depend upon the response. You just keep progressing. You try to be better than what you were yesterday. That's rule number one. Okay. And secondly, while you're creating the content, be a little more wise. Uh, just don't create because, uh, okay, you love doing something about cricket, so you will just start talking uh, in a mundane way. You will start giving information from Wikipedia, you just copy paste and speak it out. No, I think that doesn't work. So, mm-hmm. making sure that you really connect with the audience, try to implement those engaging factors wherein you're asking them a question and asking them to reply, maybe on a Twitter or maybe on an Instagram thing, or maybe you can collaborate with certain companies, the new startups. When mm. you try to arrange a contest and you talk about that particular startup. Mm. So try to do it in a much more engaging way. Try to include people out there and definitely do respect the audience. Definitely uh, public ki adalat is the main thing. If they mm-hmm. love, that means they love. If they did not like, I mean, there's nothing. Your, your episode is flopped. You definitely, you definitely have to come back, uh, strengthen yourself, regenerate yourself and work harder and create a great episode next time so just just like you know revising the facts, what i told the first thing is that never give the key of your happiness in public's hand and secondly be more wiser try to implement more strategies while you're creating a content make it more engaging
0: nice good good and i like that first point of yours never give the key to your happiness to in in anybody else's hand so nice good point both of these things are something that uh, i feel not just podcasters anybody who is getting into uh, any kind of content needs to keep in mind and uh, you know f- coming from you I think you know, it, it's a it's a very good advice uh, considering the kind of show that you've been in until and unless you would have implemented some of these things I'm sure you wouldn't have been where uh, you are today so you know I, I absolutely loved both of those advices so I think uh, that you know that that conversation was nice omkar and i i sincerely loved uh all of those things that you said and you know uh to be very frank uh while your show is asking people how's the josh i can hear that josh in your voice which i think is one of the primary reasons for uh your show doing well so uh the entire conversation was also full of josh and i really loved the interaction and all of the tips and uh, you know advices that you shared on the show, and I'm sure the audience of the Podcasting University is also going to love that.
1: And thank you so much, Dilip, for having me on the show. And I equally enjoyed sharing my experience and all the good things that I've done in my journey, and all the lessons and all the learnings that I could share on the show. And thank you so much for having me, Dilip.
0: It was a pleasure having you on the show, uh, Omkar, and we look forward to your next season on House the Josh And we look forward to more such interviews which can give us insight into uh, the lives of some of these celebrities, what their thought process is and learn from how they uh, have taken that as in how they've dealt with the success that they've uh, they, they've got. So I'm sure there is a lot, lot more that we can expect from you in season three. Thanks a lot for coming on the show and giving us the time uh, we look forward to talking to you again sometime when your show has crossed maybe, uh, you know, a, a, a million listens. We we'll, might have a lot more insights from you. We'll talk to you again sometime later. But uh, thanks a lot once again for coming on the show. It was wonderful talking to you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Dalipa, for having me. And definitely all that you spoke right now has put on uh additional josh in me, additional motivation in me. So, it was really wonderful and a blast being on your show. That, you know, I got to sort of rewind and I I got to sort of revise all the strategies again by (laughs) the wonderful questions that you asked.
0: Thanks, Omkar. Uh, So, thanks a lot. You have a wonderful rest of the day, ahead.
1: Thank you. Same to you and all the beautiful audience out there.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Omkar. If you did, then don't forget to subscribe to the show to stay updated. Do visit the podcastinguniversity.com for the show notes and the resources mentioned in this episode. If you are new to podcasting, then you would want to join my four-day email course about the absolute basics of podcasting. Head over to the podcasting university and sign up for the free course today. This Hub Opera Original is available on other podcasting platforms like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, etc in addition to Hubhopper. Do take some time out and provide a genuine rating and a review for the show on Apple Podcasts because your ratings helps in the overall ranking of the show on Apple Podcasts. So that's all that I have for this episode. I'll be back again in the next episode with a lot more information. About starting your own podcast. Until then, keep listening to the Podcasting University, and you all have a wonderful rest of the week.